57 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Today I am joined by Dante Ramos. She is a fashion, beauty, and media expert. Um, she is a red carpet hitter. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I like she's a red carpet hitter, a magazine contributor. So uh, Dante, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started um, in the fashion, beauty, uh, media world. Yeah, so... Um... Hi, everyone. My name is Dante. I started doing this actually right after college. I went right into journalism. I started off at started out at um, CBS this morning as an intern, and I was working under Gail King and Nora O'Donnell. I would stand in for them, do script writing. Um, and then after that, I went on to Source Magazine while I was in my senior year of college. Now, mind you, I was a late bloomer because I graduated like 24 years old, um, 23 years old, actually. And so I was really, really pushing uh, the pavement. I, I knew, I guess you could say crunch time in a sense. So I uh, got my reel together doing a lot of on-campus reporting for Kane TV, which was my university that I went to. And... Um, from there, I basically got all my experience. Like my first red carpet was Black Klansman interviewing Spike Lee with the Source magazine. I was there, um, got to interview Nick Cannon and Lil Mama and Angela Yee um, and get to be a part of some really dope things. And from there, I went on to um, work with some really dope online media companies like Where is the Buzz and YD Magazine and so many others that actually gave me the opportunities to um, interview people like Issa Rae and the cast of um, so many different movies, I will say. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What school did you say that you went to? Kane University, and I did their Kane TV, their program. Gotcha. Do you feel that when it comes to the media communications world that you have to go to school for it? Or do you feel like it's something that, you know, you could jump in and just like network and meet the right people? See, this is where it's kind of hard because I wouldn't say necessarily you need school to do what I do. But the reason I would say you need school is so that you can get an internship. I think an internship is very, very important in order to get into the field that you want to get into. Um, because no matter what field you want to be in, especially mine, it's about the people you know. It's about networking, people seeing that you're putting in that work. And the only way to do that is by actually interning. So I would say maybe, I guess school is the route just so that you can get an internship under your belt so you get that experience and network. Gotcha. I would say there's, I feel like there, there is, not a lot, but there's a nice amount of like black women in like the like that media face when it comes to like fashion and beauty. Do you definitely think that there's a void in the market or do you think it's like growing every day? Um, I think that there could always be more black women um, in the forefront, just because even now, if you look at um, major syndicated um, television shows, most of the hosts are still white. Um, so I guess I would say, or they're male. That's another thing. Our, our industry is populated by men. So there's definitely programs like the Women Entertainment Organization that like, it's an organization that tries to help, well, does help pull up women and um, give them opportunities to network as well as get jobs because there's so many men in our industry, even more than just race. But I would say, yeah, um, 
I definitely think, like you said, there's definitely more. There's more Black voices being heard and, all the, and writing um, articles and on the carpets, but there's never, how can I say, there's never not enough. <laughs> that makes sense. Would you say that, because um, I know you're in the media world, so you're like, I, I know I mentioned, I said she's a red carpet hitter. Is it like a stigma? Or do you feel like it's very true that like once you're like on, I guess, like Instagram or the media with like a certain outfit on, like you can't wear it again? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think it depends on the person that you are. Me, just in general, I, my sister makes fun of me. I'm the type of person who I'll buy something and probably only wear it once. <laughs> so I think that just depends on the person that you are. But it's totally OK to recycle, especially in my industry. Um, You can't always afford to have. I guess buy a dress or something for every red carpet, especially if you're booking them left and right. So unless you're able to borrow outfits from stylists and give them back or, or brands, then I'm pretty sure you're gonna have to reuse an outfit. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> would you say that, what would you say out of the different categories, you would say what is like your specialty and what you specialize in when it comes to media? Like what is the easiest thing I guess for you to like talk about, like to write about? Um, definitely movies and music. Um, and the reason I say that is just because I love movies. Like in my spare time, I'm watching them not just because it's my job. I really do. Um, and music, because that's what I started out with, with the source, writing music. I also sing on the side just for fun. But um, it's just easy for me to relate, easy for me to write or, or reach to my audience with those opinions or those write-ups. Um, or just that I'm interested in when I share like my reviews and things like that. So I feel like those are definitely my two fortes. And then probably beauty after that, just because I'm really into skin and hair stuff. But definitely the movies, I would say, and music. Gotcha. What's your favorite movie? Um, so many. Like I love <laughs> I love Harry Potter's. I love um The Family Stone. Um I really like I'm trying to think of some Wow, there's so many. <laughs> I, I love Jumanji. Um, I'm a big action person. I'm not even really saying like, I love action uh, movies. I love suspense. Those would probably be my top movies that I would go for. Gotcha. Would you say that you, you really did costume there? Like, is that like a thing for you? Like costume design and costumes and stuff since you're really into like adventure? Um, action. I mean, like, not for me to wear, no. <laughs> but like I'm into movies like Marvel and and um like X-Men and things like that. And when you say costume design, I mean in the sense of like my interest, there's costume design in Broadway and I've definitely covered a few Broadway pieces. I'm into Broadway and musical theater. Um, but not really for myself, no. Yeah, I think for me, like, when it comes to movies, like, what they're wearing definitely makes a big difference. I don't know, like, it's like, it sets the scene sometimes. Like, I don't know, with some stuff, I'm just you know, like, this makes total sense, you know? Mm. Uh, definitely for that. But I think it's, for me, um, I'm more of, like, a symbolism person. So I feel like symbols as well as certain camera angles will give me more of a meaning. And I don't know if that's because I learned that in school. So sometimes at a certain angle, I'll be like, oh, that's such a strong meaning. And I'm not sure if anybody else knows what that is. Mm -hmm. Um and I say music. Music, I guess, is a part of the set design for me that really carries the movie as well. Makes sense. So what, like, inspires you? What keeps you, like, motivated and going? Hmm. Um, I would have to say 
the feedback that I get from my followers, like when they tell me that I'm inspiring them or when they are thanking me for being vulnerable or sharing a certain piece of something of myself on my story, um, I think what also inspires me is wanting to, I would, they always say to know your why. And I would say that my family is my why. Like if I could just be in a place to be successful enough to give them back um, things that I've been supplied with, if not more then that's something that inspires me as well. And um, I guess just to be happy in all um, aspects of my life. So I know that put that's work, you know, anything you want in abundance supplies work. So those are just things that inspire me. Oh, wow. I love that. Would you say, um, what would you say is, well, not what would you say? Duh, that's a stupid, stupid question. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say, what is the hot seat? Can you you know, yeah. the, the inferno. Yes, <laughs> like, the inferno. Me, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. What uh, is what is that? Of course. So the hot seat, I kind of just started last minute just because um, I am not with a media outlet. I'm a freelance journalist, so I don't have like an outlet, like an essence or a global grind or something behind me. So mm -hmm. I kind of just decided I'm going to make my own little show, make my own platform, um, especially because I am a smaller platform compared to my peers. So the hot seat is just uh, interview kind of like an insider where I am having influencers and actors and singers come on and um, be interviewed and kind of getting it like a first, a get to know basis. Cause again, I'm a smaller platform. So I kind of want my followers to get to know these people, um, what they're doing, how they started, um, their trials and their tribulations, as well as how they're getting through and working through this quarantine. And the reason I even named it the hot seat is just because um, my Instagram is Dante's Inferno, which is just off the strength of my name being Dante. And mm. um, I've always just put it as like, you're stepping into the inferno, like you're stepping into my realm. Now I get to run the show. I get to ask these questions. Um, it's my platform. So that's basically what the inferno in the hot seat is. Mm. Would you say, um, you know, you're creating your own platform. Do you feel like that when it comes to journalism, because it's like a thing that you can pretty much do, you know, anywhere and, you know, at your own pace and however you want to, do you think it's important to be signed to like, or, you know, employed with a publication or do you feel like, you know, it's a very profitable, um, you know, working experience, just like doing it on your own and just being like a contributing um, author or writer and author to things? So I will say, um, I think starting out, it is better to be with a media outlet. I think that's the goal for everyone. Only because I myself have seen some of my peers who have been with the outlets and then around this time um, have gotten laid off, but they have built their following, they have a big name, and they're able to now make their own IG stories, their own little platforms and shows and have big momentum and have big artists come on. So even for myself, I know that the end goal eventually would be to be with the media outlet or to host a show or something along those lines. And then I guess eventually break off into your own, but I guess the main um, object would just to be or main goal yet is to be with the media outlet. Okay. I would say, how do you, how important do you feel is media coverage when it comes to, I guess, starting out with like your own brand and your own, like whether it's a beauty brand, whether it's a, a fashion brand, like how important is it to make sure that you constantly have media coverage, I guess. And how um, do you get people, how do you get 
people that work in the media to attend your events. So if I want to get media coverage as a, you know, a new brand or a new designer, how should I go about uh, getting um, someone like yourself, journalists and stuff like that to come to like an event or to, you know, come and interview me or learn something? Like, how do you get those? I feel like that's always a very big struggle for people who are starting out businesses is like press, like getting the press, getting someone to write about them without having to, I guess, reach out to them, like, hey, can you do a story on me? Which I think is awkward as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always say that pitching will humble you. So uh-huh. I feel like um, us as journalists also have to do that. So that's definitely what brands have to do as well. But usually, I mean, if, you, if you're lucky enough to have a public relations friend, then they can definitely send you a bunch of contacts and then you would just email saying, you know, this is my company or this is my brand. This is what we do. This is our success, blah, blah, blah. And we need um, press for this. Also, social media goes a long way. I think sometimes if you're scared to even do a formal email, a DM, I mean, I don't always suggest that. Some people would say they would totally not even look at a DM. But if you feel like you're nervous, why not try a DM to try to reach out like, hey, I've seen your meet your um, write ups or I'm uh, familiar with this media outlet, I would love to have you come to my red carpet or whatever the case may be. But usually when it's like a big event, a studio or press um, public really publicist is already reaching out to us about that. Gotcha. Makes sense. And for like a smaller event, you do suggest just going out there and hitting up those DMs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> designer. That makes sense. Would you say that um, that when it comes to having events and stuff like that, haven't, I guess, like over, not even overly pressed, but just like multiple different people is a good thing? Or because I just feel like with some, not saying with some journalism, with some events, there is like a whole bunch of cameras there, there's a whole bunch of people there, and then it's like you don't even get anything out of it. Um, do you think there's like a gray area there? You got to be selective with like who you're inviting and who you are allowing to be press at an event, if that makes sense? Um, yes. And usually at events, the media outlets are already kind of like assigned a place, a setup based on how big or small your outlet is anyway. <laughs> so um, I'm sure that if you're a big outlet with, um, a lot of camera time, you're definitely going to be exposing and using that footage for, I mean, the proper um, amount of use and things like that. But I mean, I never really came into any situations like that where um, you go there and, and, and the person is, doesn't feel like their um, event was covered well. Gotcha. Have you ever faced any like backlash in your position? Like in your position, like have you ever felt like any form of like racism or just maybe have witnessed some or anything like that in that in the media world? Yeah. So actually at the missing link uh, red carpet premiere, and I mean, later on, about a week later, uh, a peer of mine, Emerald, spoke out about it happening to her at the, um, what's it called? John Black or, or the, the Keanu Reeves movies about how Halle Berry's publicist walked by and then Halle Berry was like, wait, hold up. This is a black journalist. I need to go over. And that happens very, very often. Like when I was at the um, red carpet for Missing Link, definitely publicists were going by, going to more of the bigger um, outlets as well as just more of the white journalists over the black and Hispanic journalists. So you definitely deal with that um, time to time. But I would say that's the hardest challenge that I faced thus far. Okay. 
Do you think that fashion journalism is something that's hard to get into? I feel like it's hard to, I guess, I ain't going to say maintain a job in that, but it seems like a lot of the people that write for those type of things, like for fashion and beauty, it's always um, here and there and sparingly, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, just because it's like fashion week, the only time you really would do is like if you're going to fashion week in New York and if you're going to do fashion week in Europe, that's really about it. And then consistent with just like when lines drop things. Um, I would say that fashion, I, I don't necessarily classify myself as a fashion journalist. Um, I get invited to them. I've gone to a few New York Fashion Week, um, but I haven't done any write-ups for them as of yet. But I would just say because I enjoy fashion and I get to watch the fashion shows and things like that, I think that's the only reason why um, I'm on there as probably like a fashion journalist, but I don't, I, I don't know if that really fits me because I'm not really like a fashion journalist. I kind of do more like fashion blogging, attending shows and things like that. Gotcha. I always wonder, like, when it comes to, like, fashion blogging, do you feel like that is also, like, the, do you feel like that's more of a hobby or do you feel like that's, like, a proper business? So I'm getting, it's almost like blogging is, like, you know, being, like, a fashion influencer. Mm -hmm. So you feel like that that is a profitable business and something that, you know, someone can, like, work towards? I, I feel like there's so many influence over there and I feel like there's, like, a love-hate with certain people. There's, like, what are they influencing? And then it's like other people are like, they're actually really good. And, you actually, and it's actually very beneficial for you. So what's your take when it comes to like fashion blogging and influencing? Um, I agree with you. I think that it is oversaturated, but <laughs> that there's always an audience for somebody. Um, so I think that all of us, if that's something that you would want to do, then definitely go for it. But I think that you would have to really study your, your brand, study your audience and it is profitable. I know I have a few influencer friend, friends of mine where that's their full-time job and they are able to live perfectly fine and pay bills and have their own apartment just off a fashion or beauty or anything blogging. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I know. That's what I'm working towards. <laughs> right. Right? Say it with, right? That's what you really mean. I would love to do that. Same. <laughs> would you? I have like, so I have a segment. It's called um, It's a Success or It's a Disaster. Can you tell us about a time in your career where, um, you know, it was a complete disaster, a mistake that, you know, maybe you made or somebody that you were working with made that taught you a lesson and that disaster ended up maybe being something that you practice now when it comes to conducting your business and stuff? Like, do you have anything like that, like a story? Hmm. I would, I guess for me, maybe... I, I mention this all the time, but I guess my first red carpet with Spike Lee, I got thrown into that. I had taped all day. I didn't know that I was going to be asked to cover a red carpet. I didn't have an outfit. Um, I just kind of got thrown into it. I, I didn't watch the movie either. I wasn't prepared. So What movie was it? Black Klansman. Oh. Yeah. So um, I think that was a disaster and a learning lesson in a sense because it wasn't terrible, but it was my first um, red carpet. And of course, when I look back at it, I'm like, okay, I was stumbling. I, again, I didn't really watch the movie. I was ill-prepared. So it definitely turned into a, lesson, a learning lesson because I feel like now I'm perfectly calm, cool, collected, well-prepared for a red carpet. As you say, a red carpet hitter. <laughs> so right. um yeah, I would say that'd be my only disaster story. And then other than that, probably traveling. Like, I come from Jersey, so sometimes my commute, depending where an event is, can be anywhere from, like, an hour and 30 minutes, 
you know, or more. So sometimes I'm like just making a red carpet, having to catch my breath before I'm interviewing somebody. But that's really about it. When it comes to speaking, you know, I feel like you do, of course, you do like a lot of like live things. What tips can you give someone like when they're, I guess, like nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to like work, you know, whether it's their first time or they're having to speak out, because I feel like that whole communications thing that we may have taken in high school and college is so different in adulthood and the tactics are different. And you'd be surprised how many people are just so afraid of like public speaking. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say if that's the case, then there's always a bunch of workshops for public speaking workshops that you can try to dive into. Um, I've also always suggested to people who've asked me before, there's a teleprompter um, app. You can always like write your own script and things like that and try public speaking on there or memorizing memorizing a script on there Um, or actually just stepping out of your comfort zone and doing more public speaking things, doing, um, hosting more IG lives. Um, I still deal with nervousness, so I don't really have a tip for getting over nervousness. All I can say is let that nervousness, um, not affect your, your like ability to really be your best, but just use that more as fuel, um, that you really care about what you're doing and that you really want it. And yeah. That's what I would say. That's what I'm saying. So out of all the red carpet events that you've done, which one was your favorite? Out of all the red carpets, probably yeah, we got of one. Probably Jordan Peele's Us. Oh, why? Um, it was just all black journalists. Jordan Peele stopped at every single person. Um, I mean, I got to interview Jordan Peele, it was Lupita. I got to, um, I didn't get to interview her, but I had a short exchange with her and just, it was just great energy. Like the journalists were excited to be there to the cameramen, to just this, the cast. And, um, yeah. And I just really enjoyed that moment. Oh, that's really dope. Would you, would you say that? Cause I've, I've, I guess I ain't gonna say, yeah, I am gonna say it. I'm new, I guess, to the media world. I don't really establish myself or call myself a journalist in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do do this podcast. And I've been doing this podcast for a long time, but I always interview. And like more recently, I've done like a few like fashion related events where I've had to do the red carpet, um, and, you know, interview people and talk to them about their looks and their events and stuff like that. And I just found it being very tiring. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> because I'm just so used to just being in the studio, you know, asking, you know, questions and just like vibing and talking about, you know, and I I talk about different things on the podcast. I talk a lot about, you know, like, uh, like how psychological fashion is, you know, and, you know, also I talk a lot about the business side of it and I talk about, you know, uh, the educational side. So when I get thrown into a hot seat, I got to do a red carpet. I had to do a Harlem Fashion Week red carpet and I also did streetwear fashion week and when I tell you Dante I was so damn lost I'm like ooh I'm tired of standing up my feet hurt I haven't even run out of goddamn questions to ask like mm-hmm. I literally was like I don't I'm glad you said know. that because honestly when people interview me I always say people think that red carpets and press junkets are all glitz and glam but you have no idea the work that goes into it and the preparation and the time you're waiting or standing. And mm-hmm. also on red carpet, the thing my pet peeve is when someone is um, either 
when you ask a good question and either the journalist after you no, okay so you ask a good question and then the next artist comes and the person before you likes your question so they use it on the actors again so you're just like oh i can't ask my question because now you use my own question before me so yeah oh people do that yeah it happens oh. a lot Oh, interesting. I got to stay away from that. <laughs> oh, my, that is definitely not like my forte. And I, do you feel like you got to have something prepared for that? Like, you got to be ready? Like, I literally did not, like, especially when you get, like, random people, like, thrown at you, like, you know, like, hey, interview this person, interview this person. I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't know yeah. what to say, you know? I usually always have um, three general questions prepared for situations like that, because that does happen to me where sometimes a publicist will come up and be like, hey, can you interview so-and-so? And I'll just say yes, just because either I know that, you know, I have more time, I can fit them in, or I may get skipped over by a major um, actor or actress. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'll squeeze them in. So usually I have like three general questions that even if I don't really know who they are, it's something that they can answer. And then I'll always have at least four questions um, prepared for the actors that I know I'm gonna get um, on the red carpets. And I'm always having four just because I tend to ask three, but if someone tries to steal it, I have one backed up. Gotcha, okay. Well, that's a good tactic to have. I literally was just like, um, yeah, I don't know. What are you excited about? Are you excited about the the event like what i tell you this is absolutely awful like totally dreadful i can't even i was like okay got it okay so when it comes to like you know all of your accomplishments and stuff like that where do you see yourself being in the next five years um in the next five years i'm hoping to still be doing more press junkets and carpets hopefully on a uh hosting like a major show like we see people like nina parker doing like pop live and think without e news love and hip-hop yeah, um, <laughs> hopefully hosting along those lines, financially in a better place. And in philanthropy, I would love hopefully by then my brand or my name is a little bit more known where I have, um, I would say maybe sponsors or people I can collab with that can really help me with my philanthropy dreams. Um, and then hopefully having in 10 years, my own show, my own talk show. Nice. That's amazing. I actually just started a not-for-profit as well. It's called the Black Girls Designer Club. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Thank you. I was like, yeah, that was my, my way of giving back. Uh, and I make sure that, like, um, I got a couple of, like, mentors and stuff like that with me that, you know, we really want to take it to the next level and, you know, introduce it in, like, multiple different cities. And we're in the process of doing, you know, so much sponsorship proposals and grant writing and stuff like that. It is, it's a challenge, but I know that, you know, it's going to, like, pay off in the end. Yes, a hundred percent. So I have another segment. It's called um, "It's Amused," mm -hmm. um, and basically, I just want you to just maybe talk about something that you may have read, or you have a suggested like reading, or an exhibit, or an article that just like motivated you or inspired you that like you can share. Um, you know, it's a great reading. You think that will you know help another person grow. Hmm. Um, of course, I know a lot of people have read this before. The Four Agreements. Um, I love that so far. And um, I really like the Instagram page, We Be Urban. They have a lot of things that I read daily that help me, um, I guess, with my daily affirmations as well as, I guess, perspectives. And um, hmm, I guess that's all I have at the moment. <laughs> Okay, 
no, that's good. Like, just like to have something out there that people like can look for. It's like reading, seeing inspire because the podcast is all about inspiration, uplifting. Yes. <laughs> we got to yes. continue to do that. Well, thank you so much, Dante, for joining me. I thank really you for appreciate you. Me. I think you gave a lot of great insight and, you know, things that can help someone else and get inspired. And I want to continue to see more from you. Um, if you want to just throw out like your social media handles so like everyone knows yes. how to follow you. Of course, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Dante's Inferno. That's D-A-N-T-E-E-S-I-N-F-E-R-N-O. Um, that's pretty much the best place that I think I really have the most engagement with my audiences. So definitely hit me up. Um, and I look forward to like keeping in touch with everybody. And thank you for supporting. For sure. I'll definitely be reaching out to you. I got a couple events coming down the pipeline. I'm going to definitely need some media coverage. So I will awesome. definitely be in contact with you for sure. Can't wait. Enjoy um, your day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dante. You have a great one. Thanks. Bye. As I always say, stay black. Peace out. My skin Bye. is black. What you looking My at? My skin is black. What you looking My at? My skin is black. What you looking My at? My skin is black. What you looking My at? My skin. Yeah.